Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Precious Lord, we thank you. Once again, we exhort you today. For there is none beside thee, and all things God belong to thee, life and spirit are yours. We come today, God, to receive instruction once again from your presence, that we may live the life that you so ordained, the life of those who truly live by faith that is in you. Grant us therefore wisdom, grant us understanding from this world, and cause our lives to be better than they ever be in Jesus name amen. amen hallelujah okay we continue straight with our our topic on the peace that passes all understanding better check your echo please the peace that passes all understanding praise the Lord this is going to be part number two our main text is Philippians 4 verse number 7 the Bible says, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. The peace that passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and mind through Jesus. Hallelujah. I also like us to read something. From the book of Jeremiah 29 verse number 7. Last week I tried to make you see this that the kind of peace most of us experiences are external peace or a soulish peace and not the peace from the spirit. The Bible tells us in Romans 14, verse 17, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So there's a kind of peace that comes from the Spirit. And there's a kind of peace that comes from the environment. Most often the peace we struggle to keep are what I would call environmental peace. And once they are disturbed, the peace we have disappears because that's not ultimately the peace that we are supposed to live by. In Jeremiah 29, verse number 7, the Bible says, And seek the peace of the city, where they have caused you to be carried away captives, and pray unto the Lord for it. For in the peace thereof you shall have peace. This is very profound. Pray for the peace of the city. Now they were in Babylon. Say, so I took you to Babylon. So pray for the peace of Babylon. For when there is peace in Babylon, you will have peace. And that tells us something. That every true child of God conditions the environment that he or she lives in. Did you get that? Every true child of God. Don't forget this. The Bible says, 
Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called what? The children of God. So God's children have the power to recondition every atmosphere that they find themselves. Now this is telling us something again very profound. That what you release is what you get. Are you listening to it? He and seek the peace of the city where I have caused you to be carried away, captive, and pray unto the Lord for it. For in the peace thereof, ye shall have peace. If in your home, in your home, don't you ever lay the blame on your wife, don't lay the blame on your husband, don't lay the blame on your children. It's what you release that you get. If you are a child of God and you are ensuring that peace is made manifest, you will have peace in the home. It's what you give that you get. They were in Babylon, they were in captivity, they were in crime. God never asked them to complain. Don't complain that you are in captivity. Don't complain you are in bondage. Just do one thing. Pray for the peace of Babylon. The peace you create in Babylon, that is the peace you are going to get. So you make peace available so that you can have peace. And it has to come from within. And God is telling them in this particular passage, it is your responsibility to create peace. Hallelujah. And I'm going to make you see why you don't have peace. Because like I said before, most of that which you call peace are things which are external. And I told us last week, when you think your wife will give you peace, or your husband will give you peace, you're deceiving yourself. Because that peace is still external. Hallelujah. Now, why do you, let me ask some question. Why do you think someone is really disturbing your peace? Because often that's what we think. Oh, give me peace in this house. Give me peace in this place. Why do you think somebody is disturbing your peace? It is simply because you are satisfied with a sense of comfort which you perceive to be peace. You speak peace, but you are not totally involved in those situations which prove peace. You see, when you are comfortable, maybe you have money, you have your car, you have food, you know, you feel, oh, God, I'm peaceful. I have peace. But when something happened from somebody else within the environment, you said it's disturbing your peace. Why? Because the peace you are actually relying on is external peace. It's not eternal. Are you following me? It's external peace and not eternal. And so you don't want to be disturbed. That's why I said somebody is disturbing your peace. You don't want to be disturbed. I read of, of a story. Some artists were called together and said they should paint pictures that depict peace. It's a contest, it was a competition. So several artists came and they were painting. One of them painted a very calm ocean, another one painted a calm evening setting, very quiet environment. 
Another one painted a stormy atmosphere with a bird perching on a tree. And so when the judges came, they were just looking at the whole pictures. And they saw this one that's that old chain, the scenario. I mean, everything is so calm. That's how oh, this is a beautiful one. The atmosphere is very calm. Nice. And they went further and they saw the one that evening set in very calm and all that. Oh, this is also very beautiful. It got an evening setting, it's got a beautiful atmosphere. And they went to the one that it has storm on it, and yet the bed was calm. They said, This must win the prize. In the midst of storm, the bed was still calm. That's the peace we're talking about. What kind of peace do you have? Are you listening to me? If your peace is disturbed by storm, you don't have peace. Did you get that? <laughs> if the atmosphere is disturbing your peace, you don't have peace. You have environmental peace. You have external peace. You don't really have the peace that we're talking about. Are you listening? So, the picture with the bird on the tree in the midst of that storm won the prize. That illustrates to you the kind of peace that Jesus walked with when we were crossing the sea. With all the storm that was coming, they were still relaxed. Jesus himself, I mean, was relaxed in the front of the boat and the Bible said with the pillow, he was sleeping. That's the peace that passed all, all understanding. Storm is not supposed to affect this peace that we're talking about. I wish we can come to this realization that nothing external is supposed to affect the peace that God has given to us. Are you there with me? You know why you feel you don't have peace? Because you don't want to be challenged. You don't want anything that disturbs your peace because you don't want to be challenged. In other words, anything you are doing, you don't want somebody to say something contrary to what you're thinking. If you want something done, and somebody has said, no, let's do it this way, you get mad because you feel it's challenging your study school. Your peace is disturbed. Just like we're saying this morning, sometimes what you do is you walk out of the environment. Are you following what I'm talking about? Oh, I said this, they will not take it. I said we should do it this way, they won't follow it. I'm no longer interested, let them do their own thing. You never had peace before. Your peace was conditioned on people accepting anything you say. And so you have no peace. You are not matured as a believer. You are not matured as a Christian. You are not. Are you sitting there with me? Even God will ask the children of Israel and say, come, let's reason together. There's a place for reasoning. No man is allowed to be a dictator. <laughs> you touch the, the ideas of a dictator, he flares up. 
Because you are touching his personality. You are touching his status quo. You are touching what he has claimed to be. A God in the system. Are you following me? I'm asking you what kind of peace do you have? You are in a place, in a company. You could be the manager, you could be the director. And one of your workers comes with an idea. You get mad. How do you... How, what makes you to come challenge my rules? You have no peace. Are you there with me? <laughs> Sorry. You can't stand being criticized or challenged even what you are doing is not right. You can't stand it because you don't have the right peace. Can you face criticism? If you can't stand being criticized, it shows that you don't have the peace that I'm talking about. You live in a false peace. Because the day you are criticized, you lose your temper. Are you with me? It simply shows you have no peace. The day you are criticized, Mama, what you are doing is not right. Oh, don't you know I'm the mother in this place? And your son comes to you and says, Dad, listen, this is, oh, come on. Don't you know I'm the father in this house? You have no peace. Are you listening to me? You see, you must come to the place where the peace of God rules in your heart. That whether you are criticized or not, you can walk with people. Hallelujah. You think you have peace when your opinions are always accepted. Anytime you say a thing, somebody accepted. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's the right environment. Is that okay? You feel big because everybody accepts whatever thing you say. That's false peace. And so when people come with different opinions, you go and say, this part giving me trouble in this house. This part giving me trouble in this church. This part troubling me. How are they troubling you? Because they have a different opinion from your opinion. You have no peace. Hallelujah. You can't stand a contrary opinion because of an estimation of yourself. The problem you have why somebody's opinion cannot be accepted to you because you have overestimation of yourself. And so your peace is shattered because now you feel somebody is looking down on you. Are you listening to me? This is a problem we are all facing. Why? Because we do not have the true peace that can withstand storms. We don't have it. And that's what I'm presenting to you. The peace that passes world all understanding that even a little child can give you wisdom can reason with you can talk sense into your head how many of you understand the king of Assyria Assyria that went to Elisha for healing who brought the idea a girl taken into slavery captured during war spoke to the master Neman the leper how many of you understand what I'm saying spoke to the 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 the, 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 the 
the wife told the queen and said, Look, I know in my country there is a prophet there. If only my master will go there. If only the king will go there. I mean, his hand will be healed of the leprosy. The idea that saved the whole general of a country from leprosy came from a slave girl. Why do you think you have all the wisdom in the world? That somebody else can suggest anything to you. And you feel you have peace, you don't have peace. You're living in a state of euphoria. The day somebody brings out a different suggestion from the one you have, you flare up. Because you have overestimation of yourself. You feel too big, you feel too important, and nobody else can suggest anything to you. And so, when anything like that comes and touches that your overestimation of yourself, you feel these people are disturbing your peace. Hallelujah. And so, when somebody suggests anything else, it makes you feel challenged and you want to fight back or stand your ground. And that's why you say, I can't take it. <laughs> Glory to God. That false peace that you have disappears when people challenge your status quo. It disappears. Whether you're a mother, whether you're a father, whether you're a pastor, a deacon, whatever. Once that office enters into your head and somebody else says something contrary to what you think about, it shatters your mind. The next thing, your face drops. Even any question is asked, no, 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 no. go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead and do what you want. Are you listening to me? Just go ahead and do what you want. Hallelujah. Your peace have disappeared. Why? Because you never had the original peace, which is a peace that passes all understanding. Is anybody following me? Now, all of this because you are not being blessed by the peace of God. All these things happening to you is because you are not being blessed by the peace of God. There's a peace that passes all understanding. And it comes only from who? From God. You need to be blessed by the peace of God. Amen? Now the truth again is this. There is one in the midst of us in every means within who has abundance of peace for every situation. And that person is called Jesus Christ. Are you listening to me? <laughs> I want you to understand what I'm saying this morning. This will bring a level of decorum to your family, to your life. There is someone in the midst of your life that is called Christ, the Prince of Peace. When you call him the Prince of Peace, you mean he is the author of peace. And the author of this peace resides within you. So if you truly want to draw on the peace that you are blessed with, it comes from within you. Hallelujah. Colossians 3 again, verse number 4. 
Tells you that. Oh God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then ye also shall appear with him what? In glory. When Christ, who is our life, and who is Christ, is the Prince of Peace. Where is he? Is within you. Meaning, you can find true peace from outside of you. If the peace that you're having is the one that comes from the outside, it's external peace. It's environmental peace. It's not the peace of God. Hallelujah. This Christ within you, who is the altar of peace, can guarantee you peace in the midst of pressure and trouble. If only you can draw from him. He does this when he displays his power and victory through you. Just like the bed that I illustrated. That little bed got a victory over the storm. In the midst of that terrible situation, the bed was calm. The pressure of life, family pressure, financial pressure. If you can rely on the peace that's from within, you will still maintain your posture in the midst of those pressures. Are you there with me? You'll be blessed as the embodiment and expression of the revelation of the kingdom peace. And men will rise up and call you a child of God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Are you listening to me? If you rely on that peace, you can solve problems in the midst of the most difficult situation, even with other people. Praise the Lord. Remember we had a little bit of a landlord rather was actually discussing with two of his tenants. And one of the tenants was a pastor. And this other tenant really had provoked this man. And this man was about and the landlord said, come down. Come down. I mean, the thing just sent a big message to this man. He looked at himself and felt that he wasn't supposed to explode the way he wanted to explode. Calm down. Are you there with me? That is supposed to be what I would call an unbeliever. Coming a believer. The guy took the message. I really have to calm down. You'll be offended. There are things that are, I mean, they are just there to offend you. But there is strength from within that will cause you to come down. No matter what. That's what makes you a child of God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. It's not enough to carry the Bible. No. It's not enough to speak in tongues. No. How come are you 
in the face of provocation. Who is speaking to you when you are provoked? <laughs> Hallelujah. It is Solomon that says in the book of Proverbs, a soft answer turns away anger. How many of you understand that? A soft answer. That means even if somebody is angry at you, there is a way you respond, the person will become relaxed. A soft anger turns away. I mean, soft answer turns away the rotten right man. Hallelujah. In Second Peter 2, verse 19, Why they promise them liberty? This is, this is liberty coming from men. Why they promise them liberty? They themselves are the servant of corruption. For whom man is overcome, of the same is he brought what? Into bondage. What am I saying here? Man can't give you peace. You look at your political setting and uh, <laughs> during elections they tell you, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Am I correct? And what's the next thing you do? You cast your vote for them. And the next thing, they bring you into what? Into bondage. Man can't give you peace. Peace can come from any system. The void of Christ. No structure. I told you this the other time. There is no political or governmental design that can give peace to the world. No. The best of governance that men practice today is democracy. And America in particular is fighting to ensure democracy is everywhere. But what is democracy? Government of the people, for the people, by the people. They don't want to see God in it. Minus God. They never incorporate God into what is called democracy. And yet we call it the best of governance. No way. Remove God. Nothing works. Are you sitting there with me? Hallelujah. Why they promise them liberty? Why men can promise you liberty? Why men can promise you peace? And you sell into it. You sold out into what they promise you. They themselves are the servant of corruption. Oh. You can find that in our system today. Huh? When the, the hunters are being hunted, <laughs> those in charge of fighting corruption are also in the web of corruption. Why they promise you liberty? They themselves are servants of corruption. Therefore, you can find peace from man. No matter what kind of promises they give to you, it's all lies. Man is still man. The best of men is still man. Hallelujah. But go to John 14 verse 27. I wish I can communicate my mind to some of us so that we can truly live a better life of peace. Peace I live with you, 
my peace whose peace his own peace that means his peace is different from the peace of the world that means it's got a peace that the world doesn't have. It's got a peace that system doesn't have. It's got a peace that no man can promise you. It's got his own peace. My peace I give unto you, not as the world give it. Give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. My peace. So the world can give peace. But when they promise you liberty, they themselves are what? The servants of corruption. How can they promise you peace that they don't have? <laughs> Are you still with me? Do you know how we get into wars and fighting or battles? Maybe one advisor will come to the president and say, Look, this man, the way he's doing, we can continue this way. It could be another nation, we can continue this way. And they buy into it, they talk into it, and the president comes from, yes, you're right. And what's the next thing? We declare war. Men in the system are actually responsible for the troubles that we have all over the world. Because they don't have the peace of God. How can the man that doesn't have the peace of God give peace to people? Jesus said, my peace I give unto you. And what is kind of peace? In the sea, Trouble was there. He was peaceful. He could see sleep. I mean, if you can sleep when your house is on fire, that is madness. Hmm? Are you still there with me? <laughs> Jesus was sleeping, and the storm was on. He said, "That's a kind of peace I'm living with you." That in the midst of trouble, you are still going to be collective. Your mind is still going to be sane. You are not going to lose your senses because there's trouble around. Hallelujah. Peace I live with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Jesus Christ, the firstborn Son of God, is the Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, resides within his elect people. He resides with his body. The church is supposed to be embodiment of peace because he said, I'm living my own kind of peace with you. This morning we're reading 1 Corinthians 3. All of you read it. Some said, I belong to this. Some said, I belong to Apollos, I belong to Paul, I belong to Peter. And Paul said, you are kind of people. Meaning, where there is division, then of course you know that there is no peace in that environment. And so, if you are in a church system where you have functions, you belong to one camp, you become someone that creates division within the body of Christ. You don't have the peace that we're talking about. Because scripture rightly said it. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Hallelujah. Colossians 3 verse 15. Just take a few more scriptures and then we're done. Colossians 3 verse 15. 
And let the peace of God, not the peace of the world, let the peace of God, not the peace from money, let the peace of God rule where? In your hearts. To the which also you are called in one body, and ye be all thankful. Let the peace of God. Now, <laughs> not the peace of the world. No, no, no. Not the peace you find in the environment outside of you. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. So there is the peace of God. Different from the peace that you find around. Are you sitting there with me? Let the peace of God rule where? In your hearts. Every one of you. Every one of you. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. This is what creates heaven and earth. This is what creates the life that God has ordained for each and every one of us. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Husband, wife, children, let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Hallelujah. To which also you are called in one body and be a war thankful. You are called unto peace. You are not called unto confusion. You are called unto peace. You are not called unto division. You are called into peace. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. Hallelujah. Romans 15 verse 33 now says, Now the God of peace be with you all. The God of peace be with you all. <laughs> Hallelujah. That is the peace, the God that manufactured peace, the God that produces peace, the God that releases peace. Let it be with you all. The peace of God rests in your heart. Now the God of peace be with you all. If you can take this, the meditation, to pray about it, to think about it, that there is a place where God's own kind of peace will rule in your heart, there will be peace in every family. There will be peace in every society. Why? Because like we said before, the society is a product of the family. The family is a microcosm of the macrocosm, the small family in, I mean, society in a bigger society. That's what a family is. It's a society, but a minute society. So if the peace of God is ruling in your family, it will spread to the rest of the society. That's why in Jeremiah 29, say, pray for the peace of Babylon. For you too will have the peace that you're seeking for in this place. If there is peace in your home, you are the source of releasing this peace. You will experience peace. Are you there with me? I am saying your children will not be your trouble. Your husband will not be your problem. Your wife is not going to be your problem. Let the God of peace be with you. Hallelujah. Look at verse, verse, verse 13 of Romans 15. 
Now, the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. The God of hope fill you with what? All joy and peace in believing. You have to believe into this to receive it. That it is possible to be peaceful in times of storm. For to them that believe, all things are possible. You have to believe it. In the midst of storm, the peace of God will still garrison your heart. You can still have it. In the midst of the greatest provocation, you can still maintain your calm as you believe. Hallelujah. Take this from the New Living Translation. I like the way it goes there. New Living Translation. I pray that God, the source, hope, will fill you complete with joy and peace because you trust in Him. Then you will overflow with confidence, hope through the power of what? The Holy Ghost. I just want you to meditate on this. There will be an overflowing of joy. There will be strength released from the presence of the Spirit. There will be that joy that in the midst of provocation, instead of getting angry, joy will be overwhelming you. Because it's coming from the Holy Spirit that resides within your being. Go back to the source of peace. Don't look for peace from men. Don't look for peace from external situation. Don't look for peace from the economy of this country. Don't look for peace from... Don't even allow your money be your source of peace. Because when anything touches your money, your peace will disappear. Let the peace of God rule in your heart from this hour. Let the God of peace be with you. There's a place where there will be calmness because God is there. You can get to some family and there's absolute peace in that family because God is there. You come to families where everybody recognizes the husband knows, okay, fine, this is my wife. The wife knows, okay, fine, this is my husband. No matter what happens, there will already be peace in that home. You drain strength from the Christ that's resident within your life. No circumstance in life, people of God, is meant to tamper with the peace that God has given to us. If we truly have that peace, we will always live in good health. Because one of the greatest problems that we have is when we lose our peace, we live in anxiety, we live in a troubled mind, we become sick. That's what the Bible says. Keep the heart without diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. The life comes from your heart. Sickness is a product of problems in your heart. Anxiety, frustration, anger, depression, they come from your mind, they come from your heart. So keep your heart without diligence, for out of it are what? The issues of life. Life comes from your heart. Hallelujah. That means even if you are sick, you can also speak to the condition. Because when peace begins to reside within your being, your body will receive healing. Is anybody following what I'm talking about? And that's why they said, 
a healthy mind is fine world in a healthy body or healthy body find a healthy mind i don't know how to talk about it but healthiness or health is connected to the state of the mind have you experienced a situation where you you lack peace and so you fall into a state where you can't sleep medical world call it insomnia isn't it sleeplessness you can't sleep why can't you sleep <laughs> and the bible says, the lord giveth his beloved good sleep not just sleep good sleep he gave them good sleep not sleep this is sleep that is qualified not all sleep are good because some are even sleep of death hallelujah but this is good sleep it comes from the lord why can't you sleep agitations of life troubles everywhere you're thinking, you know, monetary issues and wife, husband, children. You just confuse every day. And so your head to begin to respond to that. No sleep. And that leads to so many things. The medical world will tell you the impact of sleeplessness. What it will have in your body. The kind of impact it will have on your health if you're not sleeping. Are you sitting there with me? Be calm. Let the Christ spirit, the very source of peace, rule in your heart. At all times, anywhere, anytime, wherever you find yourself. Come on. And Paul will say, rejoice. And I say what? Rejoice. Once again, I say rejoice. Remember, the man who wrote that, that you should rejoice, was in prison. He was writing for prison and telling people to rejoice. He ought to be complaining. He ought to be groaning. He ought to be crying. He ought to be asking for prayers. But he said rejoice. For all things work together for good. Become. What did I say? Become. Draw strength from the Holy Spirit. For the kingdom of God it's not meat and drink but what righteousness peace joy in the holy spirit that means there is a joy that the holy spirit provides there's the peace that the holy spirit provide no 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 your joy is not going to be coming from outside of you just like your peace is not going to be coming from outside of you it comes from within how many of you understand what i'm saying this morning once again May the God of peace be with you. I say, may the God of peace be with you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Stand up. Just want you to meditate. Somebody step on the keyboard. I just want you to meditate and let the Holy Spirit begin to minister to each and every one of us. The peace of God that passes all understanding. Philippians 4, 7. We guard your heart. We guard your heart. The peace of God that passes all understanding. The peace of God that passes all understanding. Philippians 4 7. We guard it in your heart. Begin to ask for the Spirit. In, in other words, you're praying that the Holy Ghost will visit you. The presence of the Holy Spirit will come to your life. And out of it, there will be this flow of peace that will take charge of your system, of your mind, of your thought, of your spirit. The peace of God that passes all, not some, all. <laughs> all those thinking that are bringing you into a place of anxiety, into the place of sickness, 
I demand by the power of the Holy Spirit that it be brought down today in the name of Jesus Christ. Every agitation you are having because of fear is ending right now. It's ending right now. It's ending right now. That the power of fear will lose from your life because fear leads to death. It leads to all manner of sicknesses and pain. I demand that the spirit of fear, fear of failure, fear of disappointment, fear of death, fear of poverty, whatever it is, let it die from your life this day in the name of Jesus Christ. I release the peace that passes all understanding. Let it come via the Holy Spirit. Let it visit you. Let the peace of God visit you. I say, let the peace of God visit you right now. In the name of Jesus, as the Holy Spirit comes to your life, let the peace of God begin to manifest to you. And so, I speak to every bone, every cell of your body. I command healing upon your life. If you are sick, out of anxiety, I command healing in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net. God bless you.